Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast where fascinating people meet. I am your host, your spiritual advisor, and your groove mistress, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP, Perry. You don't have to call me Madam. I'm just happy to be here with you and that you're still here with me. And you know what else? Um, we've... I just have to thank everybody again for all the fantastic uh, support you give me following and subscribing. You know, this podcast is on so many podcast apps right now. And then when I go to look up something like a link for one of the others, um, like for a specific show on Apple or Spotify or whatever, I find even more apps that the show is on. And this is a, a common thing among podcasters. We find that we're being played somewhere else or something. Um, don't even know it. They're probably making money. But <laughs> all I can do is hope that people enjoy the shows and the entertainment. And you know what else? Um, let's see. We've had so many good people. You know, recently we had Beth Lapidus, and she does the Uncabaret show. Uh, we talked about on the show she was on um, – she was the first – special guest or celebrity guest that was on Will and Grace. And although it was kind of clipped real tight by the time it was done, but she had a very long part uh, early on in Sex and the City. I think it was the episode where uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character first meets Mikhail Baryshnikov's character. And yeah. And say, what else the other? Um, Also, Oh, God, I just don't know where to start. we got so much stuff coming up and so many great guests that we've had, and I've been so fortunate. Also, I want to tell you, you know, so many guests have been so generous with uh, gifts, you know, with their time, their stories, their gifts, and I'm so grateful. And then sometimes they just keep on giving, like David Fishoff, if you want to uh, sign up for the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp with your celebrities and who does he have there he usually has a few people you've heard of like roger daltrey or um i don't know different people from judas priest maybe bands like that (laughs) anyway uh yeah i'm not going to even say it on the air this time i'm just going to say if you go sign up and you tell them madam perry sent you you're going to be surprised what a gift you're going to get also uh franny goldie and she was a songwriter, or she still is a songwriter, I'm sure. Franny Goldie, a singer, songwriter, musician. She has got so many hit songs that everybody knows. Um, Just One Look, um, Dreamin' that Selena did, put, um, see, Stick With You, Pussycat Dolls, uh, Night Shift by the Commodores. She's got lots of hit songs. So even if you don't think you know her name, you know plenty of her songs. But she also 
has a clothing store for a while, or for years, actually. She designs the clothes, and Adam Glassman of Oprah Magazine has featured them, and that's not a paid advertisement. It's just he thinks that they're that great. But if you go to FrannyGoldie.com, F-R-A-N-N-E, G-O-L-D-E.com, and she's got a sale going on now with um, a good sale on the clothes, not just the magic pants, but everything. Uh, check it out, and when you get ready to check out to pay, just put in M T S, the initials for Madame Perry Salon, and I think you get a cool 10% off or something. It's, it's a sweet little deal. And, uh, yeah, or any other things that people give a discount on, I'll always let you know on my social media if I don't hear. Now, lately you've heard me um, play a clip from another podcast that is one of my favorites. And you know, uh, the, one of the cool things about podcasting is we're not in competition. We want everybody to do good. You can always listen to more than one, especially if you're driving or driving for a long time. And so tonight, I am so thrilled to have a man on. Actually, he was advertising the podcast when it first started. Um, I advertised it on my show a few years back. Then it was mostly sketch comedy. <laughs> but right now, it's uh, it's interviews, it's sketch comedy. And if you can hear, I've got a corgi that's just dying to get outside. So I'm going to play a little clip first. Uh, let her go hear her biz- handle her business. And then I will be <laughs> right back with tonight's very special guest. I mean, the world has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic, I I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing, was the Madame Paris Salon. I mean, this podcast, right, when you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh, right? When her dog's barking in the background, and she's talking to the dog, I'm like, she's going to an interview, and I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? So let me introduce, for his first time, and I hope not his last time, here in the Genie Bottle in Cyberspace, writer voice actor, podcast host, and producer, the very talented and very funny Mike Fox. Mike, welcome to Madame Perry Salon. Get comfy. Get, hope you have a good cushion there. You're laughing already. Oh, yes. I haven't said anything. I'm uh, just giddy. I can't believe this is happening right now. I'm like, wow. I'm excited. And it's live. It's just, oh, yes. boy. This is. Somebody pinch me. I'll have to pinch myself. We're in pictures. Did you get a nice cushion to sit on here? In the, in, it's, uh, I know it's a little dim in here, but we like to have like a little bohemian mood, sort of. Oh, kind yes, of a, definitely. Yeah. Yes, I, I when, definitely got all hippied out beforehand. So <laughs> all, I'm in my zone. I'm in, my, I'm, I'm in the room where the magic all happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I think wherever you are, the magic happens. You know, the first time, uh, Chasm Sultan, I don't know if you know him, bass player for Todd Rundgren, Utopia, 
uh, Joan Jett, Blue wow. Oyster Cult. And the and he's also been on tour with the Gilmore Project. That's his baby too. Uh, the first time he was on, he goes, "Wow, I love the Moroccan designs." I said, "Yes, thank you. I hope you feel at home." So you pick out the most comfortable cushion to sit on. By the way, we might have a couple of interruptions tonight. I didn't realize this, but my assistant Megan, who you know, she's also mm-hmm. produces this show, and she works in yep. my other business too, um, as an entertainment publicist. Uh, she went ahead, I think, she must have gone ahead and posted um, an ad where I was looking for a uh, a butler or administrative assistant or housekeeper here in the uh, genie bottle. So we might have a couple of interruptions from people uh, interviewing for the job. But I'll try not to let it interfere with your experience on the show. No problem. No problem. Do what you got to do. Oh, thanks, honey. Thank you. I'm just excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. I am just as we say here in the South, I'm just tickled. So, oh. <laughs> oh, I know. See, it's not all bless your heart. Trust me. Anyway, so tell me about, let's see, you, you, you're you so talented. You know, you do voice acting. I Thank see that you. you're, you're listed with other agencies or things that you've done. I've read great reviews from clients that have hired you. Uh, it's all over the Internet, the reviews that they say. And then we began podcasting. And remember, that's how we first met. Yes, that is how we met. It was early on during the pandemic when it all happened. And it was just it was just such a surreal time, which was helping me creatively. And then to, to meet you along the way. And uh, the fact that you've, you've gone through the ride the, the entire time, that's been a nonstop tickle fest for me. <laughs> <laughs> really. Because you've been... Go ahead. I was going to say, there is a, a comedian, I think he lives in Philadelphia maybe, I'm not sure, but um, yeah. he's been on the show a couple of times as himself and also on my buck, one of my Buckaroo Bonsai specials, and his name is Glenn Tickle. Glenn Tickle, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, and he's a stand-up comic, but he said when he first started doing it, you know, he was teaching, I think, second grade or something, so he said it's really bad when you're in the grocery store, and there's somebody with their kids shopping, and they go, oh, look, Mom, that's Mr. Tickle, and you know what they're thinking. <laughs> of oh, course. really? <laughs> they're like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tickle something. So, uh, yeah, this thing but uh, yeah, so back to you. Getting started in the business, and you're doing the show in the pandemic, and uh, right. Tell us all about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. I uh, had just been in the middle of doing a couple audio books for this uh, client, and it was for uh, like uh, museum audio books. It was these audio books that by authors that are long deceased, but um, the books were so interesting and I started to get into it and the client gave me uh, liberties to do voices with it. In fact, he enjoyed it actually, particularly for one Christmas thing that I had done. And I, I had done this really long 450 page book about Lincoln back in 2019, but right in the middle of the, that recording session, honestly it was when he said she heard was actually born long before I'd even thought about doing a podcast. And so I just had all these ideas of all these voices in my mind. And I just, one time I said, let me just take a break from this narrating here, this book here. Let me have a little fun and see what I come up with. And I just started ad-libbing 
which the ad-libbing session ended up becoming the first episode eventually. I, um, uh, it was kind of beyond quiet enjoyment. I was doing all these Aussie accents, and I shared it with other people, and I said, yeah, this is really funny. you got to put this out there. And uh, so in the beginning, it's like I was doing it almost like in the form of an alter ego. Uh, and the first, I'm going to say, 14 episodes, it's like I was just doing it like that. But then over time, I decided I wanted to kind of unmask a little bit and, and try to do voices that are closer to my region, to my country, to, to, to me. And I, it, I just feel that over time, I've kind of unmasked myself a little bit. And uh, the comedy's even changed. I've, I've even done a few dramedy skits before I changed to this interview format, which now is the current format for the podcast with the sketches and music still intact, but uh, it, it's just been a wild ride. But, but especially during the beginning of the pandemic, the, 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 the beginning of the pandemic was very good to me, to be honest with you. It really helped uh, bring in lots of listeners and people I feel were eating everything up that people were putting out online during that first year. So that first year was a really wild ride to be able to come up with stuff on such a regular basis and to collaborate with other people it just made it a very fun like communal experience for me and for the other people I collaborated with during that first year in 2020 mm-hmm. uh, tell me who is or what is Imagination Street Imagination Street I'm glad you asked about that that is a project that was born about a year ago. And actually it happened during a conversation I had had with uh, the man that does the music for, he said she heard Matthias Signoroldi. And during that time, I was just, we were saying, you know, like we had noticed that the podcast was going through a little bit of a bump in the road at that time. And we were trying to think of ways maybe we could maybe work on another project and then maybe come back to it. I just had this idea, what if I write about autism? Because I have two children that are on the spectrum, and I decide, you know what, there is so much beauty to this condition that is called a disability, which it is, but there's also magic abilities that are often overlooked with this condition. And I thought, what if I write a fantasy fiction book series that focuses on that. And so that's how Imagination Street was born in 2021. And I've written about four books for that series. And it's, uh, unlike he said, she heard, it's, uh, it's more on the serious side. But the father that's in that book series, his name is William, uh, is based on me 100%, because it's what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. I have two children that are on the spectrum. But I see so much beauty in these kids. I see so much intelligence in them. I actually see that with every person that I've met, even adults on the spectrum. They are so gifted. And I feel mm-hmm. that a light needs to be sh- uh, shined upon that because I feel that too often we get focused on the fact that it's a you know, uh, a big responsibility for the caregivers and, and parents involved and people that love mm-hmm. them. But I think that we, the, there should be some focus on the fun part of it, the humor in it. And so mm-hmm. 
the whole idea is this child finds a place in his mind where he can travel to when he feels like he's about to have a meltdown. But he goes to Imagination Street, senses aren't bothering him, and he's just in a street where there's bubbles flying, there's like uh, airplanes flying, it's all this balloons, hot air balloons, and it's just a magical place, almost like Sesame Street in a way. Uh, and so that's what Imagination Street is pretty much all about. It's about one child's way of coping with the challenges of living in his in the world with autism. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought up the uh, the description, um, as you said about the uh, the you know there there are the challenges, of course, but the beauty parts too, and the mm-hmm. uh, imagination. Because when I think the the um when autism first came into the consciousness or the language of people i don't know how mm-hmm. many years ago you know it was uh something new something a little misunderstood maybe or people might have tried to understand we were trying to grasp it all but didn't have all the information we needed and then people began knowing people suddenly people were in your circle might have been somebody with you at work or your neighbor's kid or maybe a child in your family Mm-hmm. And then people started, it became more familiar. And I've begun yes. to see recently um, a lot of friends of mine are teachers. And they would talk about the what they enjoy so much about each child. And I thought, oh, finally I'm hearing some people. I love finally hearing this, that people are saying, yes, there is this and there is a challenge and it's difficult for you. But it's also difficult for them, too. But let's look, you know, let's let's look all all around this little snow globe and see what's in there, and like you're saying, and it's 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 uh, I think Imagination Street sounds like a perfectly magical world to uh, like. It, well, we all escape through writing. We all escape through fantasy and literature and even dramas or something. Um, yeah, I I even know someone. Um, you might know her too that sometimes goes into these little fantasies about suddenly she's time travels back to the Peaky Blinders days or something. Um, mm. It's just something <laughs> some friend of mine said. I don't know who. But anyway, uh, yeah, we all get enjoyment and solace and escape out of that. So uh, this is fabulous that you did this. You know, and you said that do you have two children total? I have two children total, and they they both are on the spectrum. Okay. All right. And you know what? So, honestly, it's inspired me create creatively, and I, I honestly think if it weren't for them, that I wouldn't have been able to, at this point in my life, had even gone into to voice acting, podcasting, and 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 writing like this. So I, I feel that like, and I talk about this in the most recent book about the father he's having like an artistic brainwave and i feel that that's kind of what's happened with the podcast with he said she heard with imagination street with this other project other play that i've also been writing for a long long time all of it i i feel the the I, my children are a big inspiration to me they inspire me to do it just by being them you know mm. it's it's, a, it's an amazing uh feeling it's 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 a liberation you know i to, to get to this point in my life where I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> what do they think of your podcast? He said she heard. Well, my uh, son likes the music. Um, there was one musical episode we did, and I remember there was a song in there called Promises. And he was singing it at one point when it came out. He was going, promises, promises, promises. And uh, th- that really was uh, – th- that was a good feeling, actually, uh, when that happened. M- my daughter, I don't know if she's really aware of what's going on with the podcast. She's about five years old. But actually, uh-huh. during the the interview with Amy Sinha, a voice actress, she was in the room at the same time because – I had gotten up really early to do this interview because I thought my kids are sleeping. This is the perfect time to interview this actresses <laughs> in the UK. But my daughter decided, I'm getting up with you, Dad. So I'm like, all right, let's go down to the studio, sweetheart. And uh, she was in there um, with me. And I remember right before I hit the record button, Amy goes, is that your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I, uh, we have a we have some company. And so I put some toys on the floor while I conducted the interview. It was, it was such a beautiful experience. So it's nice to have a little memory like that of my kids somehow being involved. And when I did a special radio episode, I had my son uh, with me um, in the studio uh, in, in the man cave. So, you know, they, they've been part of it, actually. So they've, they've witnessed it uh, happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. So this is going to be just normal for them. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, there's daddy doing his, his thing, his other thing that he does when he's not at his day job. <laughs> yeah. It'll even be, it'll be even cooler when they're in school going, oh, your dad doesn't have a podcast. Oh, bummer, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What does he do with his time? I don't know. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and the Imagination Street book series um, is yes. the web. There's a website special for that. Imagination hyphen street dot com. That's it. And mm-hmm. It's a beautiful site. It's got see so far. Uh, what's it? book one, two, three? Oh, because yeah, they're on the side Kindle and Audible. Um, mm-hmm. So and then. Um, are the books in Italian? Well, yeah, the first one is um, because when we when we uh, when Mattia was making the music for the Imagination Street, he had, had the brilliant idea. He thought this on his own. He said, "What if we do it in Italian?" So he uh, managed to uh, translate the first book with a little bit of help from some people over in Italy. And uh, yeah, so the, the Smithsonian kid book one is out in Italian. So eventually <laughs> the rest will be in Italian on, on Audible too. So I would love to do it in multiple languages since autism is a a universal thing. He even told me over in Italy it, it's a big deal over there. It's, it's it's something that everybody's kind of touched by in one way or another. In fact, he teaches music and he told me one of his students was, was on the spectrum and had a very fascinating experience with that student, he told me. Okay. Yes, you're right. This, um, you know, we learn more and more every day that uh, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through or worried about or happy about, you're mm-hmm. not alone. It's uh, You're never alone. There's always somebody else thinking the same thing or laughing at the same thing or appreciating right. and concerned. 
So, okay. I was just looking at the, the titles, too, um, in the book. It's, uh, number one, The Smithsonian Kid. Two, Flying mm-hmm. Shopping Cart. <laughs> okay. yeah. Oh, I want to read that one first. Here. Do I have to read yeah, them in order? I think I want to read that first. Okay. Uh, well, if you want to dive right in, I won't. I won't stop yeah. you. <laughs> okay, uh, rummage, rubbish, and uh, as a description, Jason bonds with his father musically in book three, and uh, for clouds of of courage. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned rubbish, rummage. That 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 was inspired by my son singing along with the music of. Uh, he said she heard. There was another song even called <laughs> Question Time, and he was singing along with that too. So I was like in. And you know, the other day I said, "James, what's Daddy's podcast name?" And he went, "He said she hurt." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's great." So. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, the books. I'm guessing. I'm hoping there's going to be more books, right? In this series. There are. Oh yes, uh-huh. definitely. I have some ideas, and I. Um, I won't spoil it, but yeah, I, you know, eventually maybe hoping maybe I can get into some of the later years of this child. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I have an idea of like where I'm going with it. It's kind of like, you know, it's one of the things you can kind of go with the flow or ideas pop mm-hmm. up while I'm at my day job. That's what happens with some of these comedy, mm-hmm. uh, skits, uh, that come about, especially for the podcast. It, it was, it was so funny how I, I I had this idea for like a, a honky tonk uh, uh, skit about where two guys are playing at a bar. It was inspired by the Blues Brothers scene where they're singing "Stand by Your Man," "Rawhide," John and, and Dan Aykroyd. And I thought, well, what if we have two Italian immigrants doing the same thing except they're playing synth pop? And so, as I'm writing this idea, <laughs> as I'm writing this idea, all of a sudden I'm. Uh, on one of these podcasting uh, guest match sites, and this songstress from Kentucky named Wonky Tonk is uh, wanting to be booked on the show. And uh, this was like the second or third time we had tried to get something going, and something always happened along the way, something maybe with my kid or whatever. And I remember I had to cancel. So this time she was like, um, you want to set something up? And I'm like, yeah, by the way, do you want to be in a skit? And she was like, yeah, definitely. And so this was an acting debut for her. And then I yeah. said, well, do you want to sing a song, too? So I mm-hmm. thought, well, what if I made an episode that's anti-bullying? And so there was a song on there called Be Kind to Everyone You Meet. And the idea was that she and this other actress who was played by um, a British actress named Kaylee Allen, she did a beautiful southern accent. And her and Wonky were basically the, the, the heroines in the, in the story, saving the two uh, Italian immigrants from people just throwing beer bottles and, and pool sticks at them <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> and they're like, the, the one girl goes, bully, it sucks, because Hank, the owner of the bar, is not being too kind towards them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, by the way, uh, I think somebody has just tried to um, – there is someone – Trying knocking on the door here. Could you reach over and part that beaded curtain for me, please, Mike, so that yes, someone can absolutely. Spin? All right, thank you, dear. Okay. Oh, welcome to Madame Perry's salon. Come on in here. Who are you, dear? Uh, I'm here about the ad. Uh, you're looking for uh, 
Well, let's see. Is it a butler or uh, is it? Well, I'm not picky. I'm not picky. I'm kind of between jobs right now. So what you got? Okay. All right. Yes. Yes. I'm so Mike. I'm so sorry. My uh, producer no Megan. Just, she didn't mention that people that we'd be doing a show now. All right, sir. Well, um, what what is your name and what what kind of, have you got any experience as a as a uh, a valet or a butler or? Well, uh, I'm Peter G. Uh, I'm a, I'm essentially an animator from Chicago, but uh, well, I'm Polish, so I can do anything actually. So yeah, you name oh. it, I can I can pull it off. Okay, right. Well, uh, let me see. The kitchen is back that way. Why don't you just kind of do a little audition? Maybe you could bring us something to drink. Mike, would you like a little beverage or something? Coffee? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, or uh, yeah. coffee, martini, whatever you want. So you can mix them both. <laughs> the Kalashnikovs yeah. are good at those. <laughs> I've been heard about. I've been heard. What was somebody talking about? An espresso martini? Yeah, I think I read it somebody said. Maybe it was on Instagram that I had an espresso martini and I'm good for the day. So. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> uh, so Peter is saying that you're Polish. You can do anything. Do you think you could whip that up and bring and just uh, bring well, it back in? Yeah. Well, uh, if you got if you have a little Smirnoff vodka, I can whip up anything. So, of course, <laughs> or at least yes. after a few shots of it, after a few shots, you'll think it's anything. So, <laughs> what is it? It's a it's a fondue, and it's actually Rice Krispies in 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 milk. So, oh, yum. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, all yeah, right. So, yeah. all right. Go ahead and take care of that. I'm going to be sorry I said this, Mike. You know what? I really get a bad feeling. Um, so, okay, I guess he'll be back in a minute or else he'll just sneak out. I don't know which one. <laughs> when you first began, he said she heard. Okay, then it was more of a scripted sketch comedy. And yes, the beginning it was all scripted. And you have such a great imagination. So what what kind of sketch comedy inspired you? In the beginning, um, it was... Australian uh, humor in the beginning. Um, but I think also I was inspired by some American uh, sketch comedy shows like uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, some of the early days of Saturday Night Live. And I remember around the ninth episode, this was, this was a good experience for me, um, I decided that uh, a, a coworker of mine, his name is Ron uh, Speakman, he was uh, wanting to create a character based on somebody we both worked with. And uh, so when he found the voice for it, I was just like, this is so good. We got to do this. So, And at this time, I was still kind of on the uh, track of doing Australian humor. So I thought, okay, well, what if this guy's an American immigrant? He's working at a construction company. And he, and he was like, yeah. So he threw out some ideas to me, and I put him in the script. And then there was another comedian from Philadelphia named Cousin Paul that I've known for 20 years. And I said, what if you play Colonel Sanders? And he was like, absolutely. But he was the black Colonel Sanders, which made it even funnier. And I remember as he, he as Cousin Paul sent me the, the file, he had to send a, a, a picture of Colonel Sanders with it. And that just... Oh, I laughed so hard that from his file and Ron's files that day, my, my sides were hurting. And, and uh, from that episode, I thought we, we could make like a whole separate show out of that, like maybe an animated <laughs> series out of that. So, yeah, I guess shows like Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, Monty Python, 
just really surreal out there comedy was kind of what inspired me. There was one particular show I had seen in Australia from the early nineties. It was called the late show, not to be confused with the late show with James Corden. It was a, it was like a sketch comedy show and they dubbed over this uh, 1970s Australian uh, detective show and they changed it to Bajaj. And the guy's just like uh, eating donuts and he's on the case for who ate Bajaj's donuts and uh, who ate Bajaj's pizza. It was so absurd and so stupid. I was like, I want to do something like this. So that's kind of what inspired the early days of uh, of He Said, She Heard. <laughs> kind of like the Peter Gabriel Genesis phase of the podcast, if that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. All right. I think I'm in the Bill Collins stage now. <laughs> uh, excuse oh, me. He I, wouldn't know. I, oh, Peter, you've got the – Sorry, got our I, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. Here's LSG25 for you and LSG25 for you. I'm sorry. I never said I didn't say anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, they look good. Nice. Thank they you. Presented, they presented nicely. Uh, before we take a sip, let's, did you have a question for Mike Fox? Well, I, I first of all had a comment, then I had a question. Uh, first of all, the comment as far as like uh, the, as like the Colonel Sanders thing. Uh, yes. There is a, there's a company out in Texas that uh, that redubs anime from uh, from Japanese into English, and they were mm-hmm. doing this one comedy where the director created a self insert where he's basically <laughs> the seven foot tall white guy with a big brown afro, and uh, and uh, the voice uh, the voice actor they're trying to get him in the character. And he's like, I don't know how to voice this character. They say, voice him like a white Richard Roundtree. <laughs> and what and when you were talking about that, all I could think of was the white Richard Roundtree. It's like, okay, let's run with that. <laughs> I love but, it. Uh, I love it. I love say it. Say that yeah, guy's is a bad <laughs> Shut your mouth. I just talked to my mouth. chef. <laughs> okay. All it, right. It's well, amazing the things that uh, it's amazing the things that can happen on the spur of the moment, where it's like, okay, just run with this, and all of a sudden it takes on a life of its own. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. Process. And did you have a question but, uh, too? Uh, yeah, it's 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 about the autism uh, the autism show. I was wondering yes. because given uh, given that there's there is literally not only so much misinformation out there, but there are so many people that willingly misunderstand what autism is. They just can't be bothered to really yes. delve into it. What would you say is the hardest part about trying to get? the show out there and get people interested in it when it has so much it has to overcome as far as people's awareness and, uh, and their knowledge of the subject matter. Hmm. That's a very good question. I mean, well, the thing is with the autism one, that one's actually like a, a book, uh, a book series. So um, versus podcasting, which I'm a little bit more familiar with in my two year uh, time period of doing that. Whereas promoting books, um, especially autism books, it's hard to know who to market it towards, who, who to, you know, to reach the right target with that. And also to, you know, like you said, get around the misinformation about it because there's just so much out there on the Internet. 
Okay, good answer. Okay, well, let's give these a try, and then um, we'll see. Uh, we'll let you know, uh, Peter G., <laughs> if uh, you'll be able okay. to work here and make money for your art supplies or not. Um, shall shall uh, we shall we try the, it? Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike, I don't know what you think of it, but um, I I would just it's say – uh, or as a friend of mine said, evil, pure and simple from the eighth dimension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. Listen, that don't don't take it the wrong way, and uh, we'll we'll call you. You know, we'll call you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. All right. I'll just leave uh, my resume and my, and my headshot right here. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank and you. I- Thank you. <laughs> we won't forget you. Uh huh. Okay. I'll bet. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Peter. <laughs> okay, and we have another person here. So we just let them in, too. Uh, Peter's sure. going out the door, and someone else is coming in. Welcome to Madam Perry Salon. I'm here with Mike Fox, and uh, just tell us who you are. Um, I think that's me. It's Leonard uh, from yeah. Oregon. Oh, Leonard from Oregon, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Hey, Mike. Um, so, I, um, Mike, um, I'm an ex-comic uh, myself, and I've got a daughter who's on the spectrum. And I have oh. found, uh, I, I was really going to ask um, if you shared this observation. Um, kids who are on the spectrum seem to love comedy, and they seem yes. to use they seem to use comedy to make sense out of the world as well, especially puns. They use um, logic and they use conflict argument with um, in in their comedy. And I uh, I noticed that the um, you know the, uh, when the Monty Python people um, came together, they came from two camps. There was the Oxford camp that was sort of absurdist yes. and. Whenever there were Vikings involved, or mm-hmm. they uh, there were songs about spam, then yeah. you could pretty much count on that being the Oxford kids. And <laughs> then there was another school within Python that was based on conflict and based on arguments, and that was the Cambridge guys. And I would say that if you had to, if you had to pick one, I would say that the Cambridge guys were more aligned with the people on the spectrum in the comedy field. I could see that. Yeah, I definitely could see that tie in there. Definitely. Hmm. That's all I got. You know what? Okay. (laughs) You don't don't do comedy anymore, Leonard? You're so Um, good. You're so funny. Well, I I appreciate it. um, I'm pretty much... more, too. (laughs) Well... Pre- preoccupied with trying to uh, get uh, get some people um, organized here um, under yeah. uh, under the team banner, but wow. you know I'll, I'd never 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 say never, Jennifer. Okay, <laughs> all right, and uh, I think the next time, and I'm, I'll give you plenty of lead time. I would love to have you. Uh, one of my favorite memories is you doing you know the. Um, uh, Cab Calloway, but also doing, telling <laughs> a joke in French and having everybody mm-hmm. go, 
insane laughing. And we still French. But it was still, by the time you got us there, everybody was just pulling. Yeah, it was all just based on... Uh, it's just it, like you put it, some it, magic it, spell on us. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, 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 it was all just based on some sort of body language and rhythm, I think. You know, and so if I... Um, if if I managed to get the point across in some abstract way, then I was happy with that. That was that, that was those, those were good times. Well, it always killed. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. All right. Well, uh, I know you got organizing to do, but thank you so much for calling, Leonard. Oh yeah, you bet. And I um, good uh, good luck to you to you and to Mike too. Okay. Thank oh, thank you, you Leonard. You as well. Okay. All right. Oh, thanks Talk so to you much. Soon. All right. Goodbye. Thank you. Uh, great guy. Yeah, years ago we were on the circuit together around Atlanta. Yeah, oh no kidding. Yeah, yeah, I did a stand up because oh. I I wanted to sing, but I had to get over my sh- stage fright, and I didn't want to be yes. like bands that when something went wrong, they go, okay, the guitar player broke a string or the drummer broke a snare, and when they get it fixed, we'll do another. I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to be more like Tony Fields and just work the crowd until. They were ready, you know. So uh, wow. so I took stand-up comedy for that reason. And a lot of people in there didn't want to do comedy. They just wanted to be able to give a presentation at work without stuttering or, or whatever. Without so, feeling, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So makes uh, <laughs> that's what <laughs> we did. So, okay, so, uh, and then we're talking about, he said she heard, you know, a beginning is more of a scripted comedy, a sketch, sketch artist, and we were talking mm-hmm. about that. Then where, oh, where did you start to change the format a little bit uh, and why? Oh, okay. Well, again, as I had mentioned earlier, 2021 was a, started off a bit rocky. I think a lot of it had to do with people maybe were going back to work maybe. I started to see that, like, when I look at the overall top ten episodes in my analytics, I, I looked at them more frequently than I should admit. I noticed that most of them are from the first year. However, however, the Brandy Stillwell episode is now at number three. What? Really? Yeah. It's it's. I'm telling you, Jennifer. It's it's the only interview episode that that has made the top ten. But anyway, so what made me decide to change it was um, I just felt that uh, if the show was going to continue, I needed some type of dialogue to go with the show and to bring in other people because I figure you, know, you bring in other people you get a natural dialogue going it kind of does what that title of the classic 1981 Kinks album does give the people what they want but quite <laughs> frankly it's also something I enjoy doing I've always loved to talk to people I used to be a tour guide I used to do stand up I you know to the theater circuit, so I love talking to people. And with the scripted thing, you know, it's entertaining in the end um, when it reaches the listener's ears, but the conversations that you have with people, with technology being so sophisticated, it's like being in the same room with them. And to talk to people from all over the world, uh, from common interests, the, the conversations just just flow. And I, I love how I meet new people, and then they're followers, their entourage gets interested in what I'm doing too. So it's a win-win. It's the cross-promotional benefit. 
So it kind of yeah. gave a new life to he said, she heard. And I started to notice a more organic response to the show ever since I brought on David Paris, um, who was the first uh, interview guest I ever had of somebody I didn't know outside of he said, she heard. I'd interviewed Mattia before. Uh, but to talk to somebody that uh, was a former America's Got Talent uh, semi-finalist, written a book about surviving COVID, and then after that bringing on voice actress Amy Sinha, and then to bring on these two podcasters that are a big smash over in the UK, Charlie and Nina, and to just have fun with it too, to do a little bit of comedy during the interviews, I thought I can keep the sketch format. I can keep the scripted stuff. But I I just wanted to also find a way to tie the two mediums in together. And the two episodes that I was able to do that were uh, the Wonky Tonk episode that also had the Bullying Sucks skit, and then the most recent episode, which is just killing it in the podcast uh, charts for He Said Here, Brandy Stillwell, because I got her to narrate uh, portions of her book and had actors act it out myself throwing in a few lines and then to have Matthias Signoroli, uh, I said, okay, for the Jesus call, the song Jesus, he knows you like Genesis. I want you to do something. It's kind of a rendition of that. <laughs> and what was so cool was it, when you hear the song, it sounds like, okay, we're in the office at NBC in the 1990s, which is where that story <laughs> takes place. It was just so magical theater of the mind stuff. So I, I just feel that, I want to keep the skits, but the interviews I feel need to take center stage because I feel that I've noticed every time I Google nine out of 10 of my guests, when that happens, he said, she heard shows up. So I realize I'm, I'm, I'm totally married to this format. I'm totally married to the interview format now. And I, I, I don't think there's any turning back anymore. I, I don't think I could go back to the, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful that it started the way it did because it wouldn't have brought me to where I am today. It wouldn't have brought me to you because you, you've been eating it up since the beginning, uh, Jennifer, and that's such an honor, really. Well, you reached out to me. You wanted somebody to help you build an audience and, you know, get some followers. And so I started then. And, you know, i got to listen because some people are going to ask me, you know, what's this about? Is it good? Why, would I, mm-hmm. why do you think I would like it? You know, what makes you think mm-hmm. I would listen to this? You know, and you go, okay, and I tell you, because back I, there wasn't as much competition then. Now there's more podcasts coming up, and now celebrities are trying to butt their way into our turf. But, you know, we're doing all good. Yeah. We're all doing good. And, um, we are. But, but um, I got to listen, you know, and it's just something that's good. And now that I can listen in my car, you know, like I've, uh, I, did a, I did a drive to Tucson and back in March to go to Wild Wild West Con, the steampunk convention I go to out there. It's a Western and steampunk and Mm -hmm. uh, that I go to. And I drove out because I wasn't sure about flying yet. So I drove out, just me and my Corgi Fiona. And I got to, you know, catch up all podcasts. And and, uh, it was yours, Jackie Monahan, Michelle Rundgren, Mm -hmm. um, Whistler. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know the old whistler from old radio shows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am the whistler. <laughs> and I know many things. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and I know what you did last summer. So, it's, uh, um, so yeah, it's great. It's like having, especially once if it's somebody you know, 
like it's you or Jackie Monahan or someone that I already know or it's Michelle Rongren or if it's somebody you don't know. It's still what you listen. It's like having a, a friend keeping you company on the road. It and sure that's is. Not, you know, uh, especially when you want to stay awake. You know, you're driving 10 hours a day and you want to stay awake and uh, you're thinking, you know, hey, maybe I could be an over-the-road trucker. But, yeah, it's somebody keeping you. It's like having a friend keep you awake and keep you laughing. And uh, I was about, And by the way, just what you were saying, and thank you so much. Uh, Brandy Stillwell uh, started improv actor. She's been Groundling, Second City, uh, Improv Olympics and stuff. And she worked uh, Mad TV, what is it, Mad TV, Family Guy, mm-hmm. American Dad, all these shows, DC Comics, has her own comic book, Sasquatch Detective. And her new book yeah. is a, a selection of uh, stories. Uh, why uh, none of this is going according to plan, which the original title mm-hmm. was, I think if I get this right, Jesus hates me, but my mother tel- tolerates me 70 stories to That's give you it. a vague idea why or something. And yep. I and I never ask because I never want, I kept thinking, I don't want to get pushy. You know I'm a publicist. I didn't want to get pushy and ruin our relationship by trying to, you know, push somebody on your show if you didn't want. But I thought, oh, Brandy, this is going to be, you know, I think this will be a good fit. And I asked you, you kindly had her on, took two of the stories. Yeah, and I made it uh, <laughs> a script. It's so funny. And even though I've heard, read that story a couple of times, I still, you know, guffawed having the voices and the sound effects. And uh, then the interview you did with you with her when, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, and the thing is, too, there was one story that I had not read yet. Because uh, the book mm-hmm. is so many stories, and I didn't want to so read it all. I wanted to, I wanted to save it. I wanted to save some stories for later. I didn't want to just devour it. Um, mm. You know, I'm not a binge watcher of anything. I don't, I want to keep it, savor it. You know, to make it last. And uh, yes. so the one story about the uh, getting carjacked, the Universal parking lot. Oh yeah, she, she brings that up for in the interview. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, when I listen oh, to man. that, they talk about. Putting it in reverse and knocking the guy down, all this, and then the women going, "Go ahead, lock her up. She's guilty and stuff." <laughs> right. We're cops. Hey. Yeah, we're up for cops. <laughs> She's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> yeah, and, but but and, I love it. So. I'd never heard her tell the story, and I hadn't read it. So when she's telling it there, and I'm driving, I'm guff- I'm in shock, but I'm laughing too. So that was great. Yes. Thank you so very much for having her, and I'm glad it's it's a. Uh, uh, I'm glad it's a popular episode, and I really appreciate you it doing that is. for me. And I just felt like it would be a I, good fit. So many people love it. It is a good fit, you know. Pe- pe- yeah, people. Not don't. Not only do they love the celebrity stories, but they also like hearing her talk about these things. Because a lot of people, they're probably like, "Oh no, is this a story? Don't bring it up." She's putting it all out there. You know, she's being so brave, and and it's inspiring to other people. You know, and and like she even says, it's like it's a glass half full. It's all about how you look at it, and you get knocked down what seven times you get up eight, you know. So it's also a story of inspiration too. Oh yeah, and even when she yeah. does do stuff where she names the celebrities and whatever, it's mm-hmm. even though you get a little story, it's never anything you know mean or snarky or anything. It, even the Ron Jeremy story, or I just mm-hmm. read the one about Charlie Sheen a couple <laughs> nights ago and George Michael. Did you read that one? The George Michael one, yeah. And the George uh, uh, Charlie Sheen. That one I didn't get to. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna oh. Now you mentioned it tonight. I'm I gonna, I'm gonna to check it. that one out. 
Yeah, I think I just got to it last night or the night before. <laughs> but I'm reading it the same way, way you are, you know. It's like you, you're not a binge watch. You want to save your stuff so that way it's like you got yeah. something later on. Yeah. So that's how I've been reading. And that's how I picked out the two stories because I told her, I was like, I want something from your early childhood, okay? And then I want one of your stories about working in showbiz. And, and they both were family-related stories, the Jesus Call and Handheld Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> sex, you know. <laughs> when you leave with handheld Pomeranian sex, where are you going to go? <laughs> she said it was her Vietnam. And, I, <laughs> and the actress who plays her mother, the way kind of bell, the way she says it's so creepy, like, I'll be inside soon. She's like, what's an old grandma? <laughs> <laughs> While she's holding those dogs together. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brandy, for bringing that up again. <laughs> oh, oh God, this is fun. Uh, what? Where can people find you? What do you want people to know? Because I've only got about uh, six or seven minutes left with you, and I want to make sure that people – Now, of course, I will be sharing information on, on links to your shows and everything on all of my social media, not just Madam Perry, but on my personal mm-hmm. and even on my business for Lone Wolf Jen. Uh, but what what do you want people to know and where to find you? Best place is um, the website, he said she heard, dot com, And you can click that follow button. What's the nice thing about that is, is it will connect you to Podbean, which um, – What's the nice thing about that app is that we're, our following in that area is, is increasing. But what's nice about that is if you happen to be like a video podcast viewer, uh, it's good for that because you can watch a lot of our episodes because that's been the format in this last year as I do. I released the same episode twice, one audio for you know road trippers like you, the one that's on Spotify. But then if you want the, the, the video version, you can watch it directly from the website, but if you subscribe to the Podbean app, you, you know, as one of our, he said she heard followers, you can watch the episode uh, in the palm of your hand. And uh, also follow on Instagram because I'm always posting these reels. I just did a top 10 list. And you know what's so weird, Jennifer? As I was making this top 10 list on Instagram, at he said she heard, by the way, uh, <laughs> it changed. Brandy. Stillwell episode snuck right in there, you know, and, and, and it w- made it to the number four spot that has since gone up in just 24 hours all the way up to three. It's – I'm just over the moon with, with that. Oh, thing. gosh, it's, so am I. You know I am. And, I know uh, you I mean, are, especially. All of your success, but especially my client and who is, uh, you know, I think this is my client, yes. my friend. I was out there with her last weekend in Los Angeles. We had a book signing in, in Rancho Cucamonga. Yes. And uh, – Oh, I saw that yeah. On, online, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. And when you tell it just now, in my mind, I hear it like uh, somebody calling a horse race. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was because right on Instagram, and he said she heard, as I'm posting these reels every day, I'm like, all right, let me do 10, let me do nine. So all the ones from 2020 with just the music and just the scripted skits are coming in. And then all of a sudden, Brandy, I'm looking over, okay, what's the next? Wait, Brandy's all the way up here? Oh, oh this is exciting. So the next day, I didn't know if she was going to land on five or four, and, and she made it to four on Sunday when I posted that. And I was just like, yes. Because I want to showcase my most recent work, but as I'm doing this H-double-S-H nostalgia, I'm showing all the old ones. And it's it's nice to look back, but it's also nice to think about 
wait a minute, this episode just came out on August 5th, and it's already heading towards number one, because honestly, my, the first episode is not my favorite one. This, you know, I, I the interview episodes really, I, I'm, I'm glad to see that, especially that one is, is making it to the top. That, that makes me feel so good, and I know it makes you feel very good, too. Yeah, well, even Pearl's got to find our footing. And again, I'm so grateful because you knew how to, when she was telling the stories, too, you knew how to uh, just bring it out, you know, for her to tell it and then for the audience and then everybody that you have involved, uh, your actor, your other voice actor and the music. Um, and it go if you go ahead and say their names so I won't mess their names up. Of, of In, in the, that episode? Yes. Um Okay, yes. Uh, in, that, in that episode, it was Cotta Bell who played her mother and grandmother, and then the music was done by uh, Italian multi-instrumentalist Matthias Signoroldi. Mm-hmm. By the way, I found these people on Fiverr, so you know, they're always available for hire in case <laughs> any of your listeners are looking for uh, some freelance uh, artists to collab with it, or wonderful people as well. It's, it's great. Which is workers. where you found me. And that's where I found you. That's where I found everybody, you know. It's a great place. Yes, it is. I met you. I met Yaya Diamond there. I met all these wonderful. It's a a wonderful community that, you know, I've been able to meet such such great uh, people from all over the world. And uh, it's just, uh, it's been an amazing journey, you know. And, of course, when you know somebody for a while, like, you know, like I said, we met on there years ago, it's always for me it's exciting to watch my friends uh the career build and and the yes. show get more well known and more loved and more attention it's exciting to me like it's uh you know like it's what am i pack okay <laughs> i just kind of i take a lot of pride and love in it just to go oh this is great this is you've really people. helped boost the show because like i, I remember even in the, the early days it, for us comedians when we're doing podcasts it's like one thing we don't have is the audience that is right in front of us. So when we put something out there and people might be like, oh, that's funny. But if we don't hear that, how do we know? But then you come along and remind me, hey, you know what? <laughs> There's a whole bunch of us out here and we're we're eating it up. And so it's because of you that, that you know, I'm so inspired to keep, you know, doing, you know, what I want to keep doing. Uh-huh. So thank you. And you know what, too, um, yeah, I haven't done – I think you're giving me uh, too much credit, but you know what else? Has the mission been completed? You know that I have the greatest enthusiasm for it. And <laughs> your mission will not. <laughs> but, I yeah, I have it. a lot of great – you give me too much credit, but I have a lot of enthusiasm for it. Yeah, and now now I've got this – now I'm fixed in my head. I want to hear you do the um, do the top ten as, as a horse race. I don't know, just – just goof around at home and do it. <laughs> you, oh, you, you, want, you want me to work on that? Okay, yeah, I yeah. can do that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'll and coming up on the outside. <laughs> oh, Brandy Zilla's all coming in strong. Wow, being an episode that was all the way from 2020. How did she do it? Oh, it must be the stuck box detective in her. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not right. Okay, so <laughs> you know that say. Going to club. Okay, good. <laughs> so you knew what that meant. Are, are you from Australia? 
I am not. However, you know uh, what? I my, thought you were. Grandmother, my grandmother was, and, and you know what? In the beginning, when I launched it, uh, I, I was announcing it as if I I, I was. And <laughs> what was funny was I remember uh, on Twitter, someone's like, "I'm looking for some podcast recommendations." I sent them. He said she heard. They're like, "Oh no, go away, Aussie guy." And I was like, okay, I'm not even going to bother to explain it. I'm not really Australian, yeah. but I, I could see that that show must have brought up memories of her ex because she was saying that she's like, oh, I had a bad experience with an Aussie man. Go away, go away. <laughs> All I was doing was sharing the show with her. <laughs> That's an episode in itself. It's entertainment itself, the kind of yeah, yeah, it is. Just the kind of reactions yeah, you get. There's always behind the scenes, you know, interaction uh, or uh, you know, that is episode worthy for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh Lord, you know, uh, I was going to say tomorrow night we have a. Uh, band from Liverpool, and this band is really making tracks. I mean, uh, Joe Symes and the Loving Kind, and Loving they they've been on BBC a lot. Uh, and there's wow. a uh, listen. I would know this, but it's just escaped me. The uh, local, um, well, football games they call them. Um, okay. The or the regional or whatever. They yeah. Okay. They've been. Uh, Playing, somebody's been playing their songs during the half times, oh, and they've done awesome. some. Yeah, and they've been pulled in with Noel Gallagher and his and his high flying birds have pulled them on to do festivals wow. with them, and they've got That's a lot of. Gotta be a, yeah, oh good yeah, feeling. and just the nicest guys in the world, and they're going to be uh, on here tomorrow night. So I usually close with my song, but I'm going to close with one of theirs, and and. Uh, <laughs> It's the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, did I send you my CD? I'm sorry? Yes, you did. Did I send you yes, my you CD? Did. I lo- I, okay. Yes, you did. Yes. I was going to say, well, you can't send it back. You know, I won't take it because I've only got 800 more in the basement. But anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not giving it back either because everybody's okay. got a swing, and, and it, it takes me back to my swing dancing days. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, like I said, oh, yeah. it also makes a good coaster or a cat toy. But uh, so I'm going to close out. Mike Fox, he said she heard Imagination Street. I'll be sharing the links to his to find all these things on all of my social media. Check it out. Listen, and then join me tomorrow night. Join me tomorrow night with uh, Joe Simes and Colin White. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.